Friends, welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by the spirit of my handsome boyfriend, Ooh, my love. <laughs> the amount of time just today I've had to listen to you singing that to me. Three so much. far. Three so far. No, no, I'm talking like minutes of my life gone. Too, too much. Uh, all right, guys, before we dig into this immor in the afterlife, uh, a little business. Guys, please take a second right now, right now. Uh, leave us a rating and review, especially if you find the show on Apple Podcast app. That helps us out a ton. Find new people to bring into the old alchemist party. Uh, help us defeat the algorithmic overlords uh, with a couple couple sentences a quick five stars guys we appreciate that please go to youtube subscribe to our channel over there film alchemist you can see video versions of these podcasts along with some other cool stuff we're working on we appreciate that thank you in advance find us on all the social media you're on that's a great way to get a hold of us also you can email the show film alchemist pod at gmail.com uh let us know what movies you'd like to hear us talk about new old uh, if you have a theme for a whole month, guest uh, guest host you'd like us to talk to, double features, all that stuff. We've had some really good ones coming in, so we want to thank you guys for that. We are getting those. We are making our list, uh, you know, like Tim Allen's Santa Claus from Hill. We're making our lists. Uh, so always uh, appreciate you guys reaching out. Thank you so much for that. All right. February, the month of Amour, uh, hits our eyes cinematically. Inhuman love. Uh, this one, no inner species though. This is just, this is the one that's pretty borderline. I know X Machina. This is some interdimensional. Like, there's, there's no love. Interdimensional love. Eh, I was like, once she can no longer mold his pottery because it's ectoplasm. I think this counts. I think we've 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 crossed a boundary, right? We we've crossed. Patrick Swayze's crossed the veil. <laughs> I almost spit all over my gear when you said that. <laughs> well, that means it was almost funny. So I'll get you by the end of the show for all that singing. No. <laughs> all right. So this movie today, Ghost. Everyone's mom's favorite date movie. Uh, my wife loves this movie. I have to be honest with everyone. I have actively avoided seeing Ghost my whole life. Because I just assumed I knew exactly what this movie would be. And it's not for me. And I like I like my Swayze uh, roadhousing. I like my Swayze outsidering. Things like that, right? So I just assumed, let my mom have a thing, right? This isn't for me. Let Amy have a thing. This isn't for me. I feel like an absolute rube. This is the first time I've seen what Ghost. What a dumbass you are. It, it's Jeez. a fucking phenomenal film. Like, I really am shocked at how much I enjoyed myself. Yes. I mean... I'll say this. This is probably the first time I've ever watched it not on TV, which is weird because there's some stuff in here that I have never seen before. <laughs> well, because... it's funny because I remember my wife being like, this movie scarred me permanently for life because like her and her friends watched it, I think, as younger kids. Uh, I don't know if it was a sleepover scenario. They're like, oh, romance and abs. And then all of a sudden she mentioned that the other spirits and the window <gasps> scene. And I was like, what are ever. we talking about? You know, I was like, I thought the thing that scarred you at sleepovers was hearing your mom and dad bang in a hot tub. But, you know, <laughs> Ghost of the Movie, too. 
weird, right? Like, I was trying to be relatable. So I never right. got it. Tonight, I was like, now I can piece together all of these lost tidbits. Mm-hmm. I have to say, this movie, while completely predictable, I figured this movie out within the very first scene, right? Uh, it, there are no real twists and turns. But the mystery unfolds in a really engaging, fun way. Yes. The actors are phenomenally good. Yes. Um, the, the thought process that goes into what this kind of afterlife is really hit me uh, in a way I didn't think this movie would. And the thing that most shocked me, very competent, actual scary horror movie scenes. Yes. Yes. I mean, yes, yes, yes. Actually, my favorite, if you're watching this on YouTube... <laughs> This is still one of my favorite images in the movie. Uh... <laughs> 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 that's, that's a reason to watch on YouTube. I just did my best. Don't Tony Goldwyn getting dragged off to hell impression. Um, <laughs> sorry. It's honestly like the one thing I remember the most from the movie. But. Uh, yeah. uh, it happens. Anyways. It happens. Um, yeah. This movie is. I did not remember how good this movie was. And yeah, yeah, my wife and I sat down and watched it. And man, like, first off, I didn't know because, again, I've rarely seen the actual beginning of this movie just because it's always on TV. I usually either come in right before Sam gets murdered or immediately after when he's like running down. But I've never seen the very beginning, like the front load where they like establish that him and, uh, him and uh, I can't remember Demi Moore. I can't remember her character's name right now. Him and Demi Moore are, um, you know, clearly very in love and everything. I didn't know they moved into that apartment. I thought they've always had that no, place. Had no idea. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what gave it away. Right. So I'm watching this movie and Amy was getting a little mad at me because I kept turning to her. I'm like, "Is this gonna happen?" She's like, "Just watch. Like, come yep. on." And so the very first scene starts, and they're all like, "I." There's a hole busted in the ceiling, right? And I see the the guns, and I'm like, that's Pasways for sure. Yep. And I'm like, why are there three of them? And so the three of them are doing time demolition with sledgehammers. The bros just no shirts, which, by the way, I used to do that kind of work. You absolutely wear clothes the whole time. <laughs> this is not a hot summer day, you know, in the South. <laughs> where you're out in the elements. You're in an apartment. Wear right. your fucking shirt. So I was like, oh, coming soon to HGTV. A couple in love and a cock. Like, something's very amiss. I just knew it immediately. I was like, this guy's no good. This is bad news uh, bears written all over it. For sure. Lo and behold, right? But again, I think that's the charm of the movie is that it doesn't really matter, right? Because, you know, as the movie plays out, you're like, oh, yeah, the guy who pines over the Bugatti, uh, Bugatti, I don't even know rich people car shit. And then immediately is like, hey, can you handle this $900,000 transfer? What could go wrong? That guy right. seems totally trustworthy, right? And then you know, you're just sitting there like, all right, I get it. I get it. Beat for beat, I get it. It doesn't matter. It's, it's so still just so captivatingly awesome. But I, th- I think, again, I'll say this, right? Because I think it is the three attack. Patrick Swayze, infinitely charming and charismatic. That'll come as no surprise to anyone. I will say I was shocked at how much emotion Demi Moore was able to draw from me watching it's this It's crazy. You, okay, it's crazy you bring this up. My wife, the reason my wife wanted to watch Ghost with me, actually, because normally I watch these movies on my own because just 
you know, we have a kid, so it's all not the really crying. She <laughs> she really wanted to watch Ghost because she actually um, she read Demi Moore's autobiography. I guess it came out recently or something like that. And Demi Moore apparently was very bad at crying on screen, like just could not do it, and had to go see an acting coach. And I got to tell you, I was moved emotionally every time she's oh, like yeah. having the oh my god she was incredible Well, she finds this amazing balance between trying to remember the good things about him mm-hmm. so it's like it's this weird mix of it looks like joy that is barely holding back this deluge of depression and tears yep and whenever Whoopi goldberg's character right oda is telling her something you see this inner struggle of I so, like the cop says, right? People are desperate for that last moment. Mm-hmm. And she absolutely is here for it in this. Oh, movie. yeah, totally. She really got because I honest to God, I've never thought much of Demi Moore as an actor, right? She's in movies I like. Yeah. But I never would have been like, well, she's a threat to Meryl this year. You know, like not one of those kind of things. right? Sure, sure. She is so good in a movie. She's and without, so good. Without her, I don't know that the movie works, right? Because. We get our, our, our kind of buddy Ghostbuster segment rights that are great. Yeah. But I think you've got to bring it back. I, I'm i not kidding you. I was actually moved to tears multiple times watching this because you're sitting there and you're like, all right, he's learning how to, you know, flick stuff with, mm-hmm. you know, wild haired Morpheus and the sewers, whatever. You're like, all right, I get it. Ghost <laughs> yeah. shit, right? Funny the, te- the, te- the teacher from Better Off Dead. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, all right, I get it. I get it. But then we cut back and just those little thoughts of, you know, of her just, you know, hey, uh, I I picked up your shirts today. I don't know why mm-hmm. that those kind of moments. Right. Her rolling the Indian penny down is a little Pearl Jam music video for me. Yep. But still like those those moments. Of just her sitting there and trying to figure out what does life look like after? Because one of the cool things in the movie is they keep just putting Swayze in the background. Yeah. Kind oh, of talking to slash judging her. Oh my god! A lot, dude. and you're just watching her. So she also is a bit of a ghost, right? She's kind of still in this purgatory as well, not knowing the move. Yeah, I thought it was really much more emotional resonance than I ever expected. Very much out so. Of ghost. Yeah. <laughs> any other movie, like, and this is kind of crazy because any other movie for me, like that kind of thing, I think would be very corny and really like poorly constructed story-wise it works so well because again like Swayze's just so good man like oh yeah i mean for him to all like there's a shot there's a scene when um tony goldwyn comes in it's earlier in the movie like pretty quickly after he's died actually it's right before um they go on the walk when willie comes back into the house or back into the apartment and he's just sitting on the windowsill and it's just like, oh, my God, he just has to be there. He's, like, just there. And he doesn't really say anything. He just sort of sits there looking out the window. And you're like, God damn, there is something seriously emotionally resonant about just, like, him having to be there, being present. That's some that's some heavy shit, man. I also have to say, because I've never seen this uh, not on television, I did not know how close they got to um, showing – Peace, the Peaceways is Roadhouse down below um, early in the movie. I, I'm sorry. I have to point this out. I had no idea how close they got to showing the two Wong Fu because, man, like you just see like the uppers of the hair. And I'm like, oh, my yeah. God, 
Do they show the dick, dick in this root, movie? As I've heard it refute. Yeah, the dick root is definitely strong in this movie. I was like, do they, do they show dicks in this movie? And then the, the, I'm like, what? oh, okay, cool. Sorry. We'll get to that moment. Sorry, but that's an aside, point, but though, I, right? had to, I had to bring it up. I've never seen this not on television. Well, because it, it runs into this classic. I'm like, all right, they're setting up our It's a Wonderful Life moment, right? right? Mm-hmm. He's shot. He sees his own dead body. He's fighting against it. He gets his weird mentor moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, the lights were heaven. So, okay, they're explaining the rules of this to me, right? Right, right. Okay, and then I was like, so are we going to do a Beetlejuice where he's stuck in the house trying to scare away suitors? What's next, right? Like, I mean, even again, it, the thought experiment is pretty standard, right? What if I could see my own death, see my own funeral, this and that? The movie kind of brushes through that part really fast. The scene they land on that I was like, oh, fuck, this movie really gets it for me. So he's sitting there and she's saving things, right? Concert tickets. Oh, we hated that concert. Rolades, are you kidding me? Yep. She's still emotionally pining for him, and he's sitting there being a shithole about it. Just like, God, give me a break. I mean, I'm the one who went through it. Throw the Rolades away. I was like, hey, can you just, like, let her grieve, you fucking prick? (laughs) And so there... But we immediately go from that to uh, lesser Swayze, right? That The fucking clone Swayze is just like a little bigger than him. Uh, God, what is that character's name? Anyways, doesn't matter. Random other white guy who's trying to seduce Demi Moore. Tony Goldwyn. He's like, hey, come out. Yeah, come out for a walk. Or his character name, right? Cole? Not Cole, whatever. Anyways, he's like, come Carl, out for a walk. Carl, come out Carl, for a Carl, walk. Carl, Carl. Carl. Oh, there you go. Coral, classic white guy name. And he's like, come out for a walk. And in that moment, she's like, you know what? I will. You see Patrick Swayze go going from, oh, Rolades to running to the door, calling her name. Yeah. Because in that moment, he realizes her caring about the Rolades means that she's still closer to him than her going out for that walk. And eventually she's going to walk away and that'll be it. I was like, this movie, fuck. Like, that's the extra dimension, right? Because it's a wonderful life. Kind of the granddaddy of most of these is. God punishing George Bailey saying, this is why you have to have that shitty house and that shitty family and girls, this whole town's going down. You know, it'll just be more fun with strippers and parties right. instead of janky ass libraries and whatever the fuck they're building. So that's, that's like a weird, like punishment movie, right? This one kind of skips the, what do people think when I'm dead and just hovers around this, this big empty hole. What the fuck do we do? Right. I thought I don't know I I thought that was way more insightful. I, guess, I mean, again, I th- I think part of it was the Demi Moore thing. I'm like, she's not gonna hammer this home for me because this is the weird thing. I always assumed the pottery gag was him as a ghost. I assumed the pottery was her <laughs> no. fashioning. Like, oh, I remember what the massive Swayze palace was like right and so when she's making that vase it's like oh i remember i remember and i'm like god it just keeps going up i didn't realize this was just a a sleepless night of the riches just getting ready to plow boy i gotta tell you (laughs) man these uh hapless whites have quite the life out out in the downtown area (laughs) i was just like what the fuck it's the weirdest scene i I was like this is a supreme flex because in my mind i was like you just have a fucking pottery wheel in your house. You just do it 3 a.m., right? Oh, now let's fuck while we're covered in mud. Like, you could have just done that at any moment. You, know you could have just fucked and gotten We were watching over. that, and my wife turned to me, and she goes, you'd wash your hands for sure. I'm like, well, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I'm not some monster. That's the whole point. 
Dude, I'd be Lord of the Flies war painting myself, like, ready to go, right? I'd be, like, full on, it's tribal warfare time. My, my tribe versus Amy's tribe. Gross. Clean yourself. No, I'd be, like, with the choir boys, like, let's go. I'd be getting piggy out and dropping rocks on him. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But I was just, it's such a strange, because I was like, God, what's the least sexy thing ever? Pottery, right? It's just mud and pretension. And then all of a sudden they're like, I am rock hard. Let's go to bed. <laughs> and it's just like, because the, the opening has so many weird moments, right? Like the pottery fucking is so strange. I mean, right? it's Patrick Swayze jump kicking the angel. I was like, all right, it's a little spot on, but whatever. That was the best. The scene that like, I thought was so it. weird this year was them the saves the cat moment of, hey, let's do we're super sick comedy in a crowded elevator. And I was like, whoa, man, 2020, 2021, I don't want any of that shit. Yeah, wow. That did not, that, that bit does not age well. Like, it, it gave me cringe because I was like, oh, God, could you imagine being in an elevator with a sick person again? Oh, yeah, no. Woo! <laughs> it's, yeah, the, I mean, again, it's just like a wonderful time. That that particular is obviously like this time capsule of like, man, remember when you could be a scumbag in an elevator and everyone thought it was cute? Now it's like, get out of here. You, you're a piece of shit. But like, Dude, if I saw two people in an elevator, I'd be like, even my fat body, I'm going up the stairs. <laughs> the <hell> with you? <laughs> um, the thing that I was thing that I was struck by this time more than anything, more than anything, really was how like Patrick Swayze was so good in this movie. I've never really paid attention. Like, it's just one of those things where I'm just like, eh, you know, it's Patrick Swayze. Of course, he's going to be good. But he's like. I don't know, like the register of emotions. There's the scene in particular I always think about is uh, it's towards the end. But when uh, he's chasing Willie Lopez down the street after he's learned how to use his ghost powers and everything. Yeah. And Willie dies. And the the first time it's the first time we see the little demons show up and take him, drag him to hell. Right. Like, this is like the thing that I love the most about this movie is they don't it's not this thing that desensitizes the afterlife in some way. It's like he stares on an almost horror of what's happening. He's like, Oh my God. Like if you're a huge piece of shit, you literally die and get dragged to hell by these things. Like that acting choice and that concept is so fascinating to me. Like I love, I really do love the rules of the afterlife in this movie. Like it's very interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, I think if I'm being honest, I liked it better before Swayze could start fighting back. Because yeah. one of the cool things about the movie is Patrick Swayze was this kind of butch, masculine, powerful figure, right? Right. Seeing him in this movie, well, I guess I always just equate him with Roadhouse, right? He'd also done some you know, movies where he's more vulnerable. But he's just tough, right? He's butch. He's a butch dude. Right. So seeing that, I love the scenes when he's just impotently throwing punches. Right. Oh, yeah, so when Willie too. breaks into yeah. the apartment, right? And he's like, I want to defend Molly, but he can't. And so he's like, get out. And he's throwing punches, right? And he just, he's so helpless. Yeah. In the anger and rage that he feels, right? And most movies lead to throat rips. And this yes. one, he just sits there completely impotent, right? And that, I think that really showed the extra thing that Swayze brings, which is. Yeah. He becomes this perfect 
every man vessel for us, even though he's better than all the rest yeah, of us. He's better than all of us, yet I feel like the vulnerability is there. It's it's cool. But that's exactly why well, it's I fun. know and I've had this for years, right? I think maybe because I was a bouncer and like whatever back in the day, especially since I've been a kid though. But we've all had that dream. I've got a runner chase and my feet aren't moving. Right. I've got to throw a punch and like you punch someone in the face and they just go laugh. Like your fists are like pillows, right? So we all have these moments. Right. And to see him in that situation, right? This larger than life. Right. Patrick fucking Swayze. I thought it was great. I loved watching him just trying desperately to punch. Like the scene when Carl's like, oops, I spilled my coffee. I just pulled my tits oh, yeah. out. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, ah, because by now it's been unveiled. I knew immediately, again, you know, I loving really... couple in the cock do remodeling. I knew this was coming. Yeah. But when he pulls the tits out, you're like, it's so disgusting. And so hideous. And Molly's so forlorn. Yeah. With the loss and then thinking he's back and then maybe Oda's a criminal. That she just kind of sits there unresponsive. And watching Patrick Swayze just, ah! It was fucking amazing. And then all of that rage leading to one picture tipping over. I just thought that was really cool. And by the end when he can start, you know, throwing ghost ghost hooks or whatever... (laughs) Right. Like when Oda's in the or Willie's in Oda's apartment yeah. and he's like closing the door and knocking Oda's shit off, breaking all of her little figurines. I was like, just throw a knife at him. Like, what are you doing? Throw every knife in the house. You're well, terrible see, at being a poltergeist. Well, see, here's my this has always been my thing, too, is like I because I remembered it differently. And we were watching the movie and like when Willie's out on the street and he's like pushing him continuously down the street. I remember looking I at Andre like, like this. But I'm like, I remember looking at Andrea. I'm like, does he kill him? Does he accidentally kill him? Like, I don't remember how this works. Because, like, yeah, that was always my question about the afterlife. It's like, technically, you could say that Patrick's, like, you technically Sam's constant berating of this guy led to his death in a way. And I was like, does he get, like, his angel wings clipped or something like that? Or how does it work? When you kind of indirectly cause a death that ends up leading this guy to hell, like he was going to go to hell anyways. But like, yeah. it's it was always really fascinating to me because again, I always assumed that he actually like pushed him into the street because I couldn't remember yeah how it worked because oh. well but, that was the classic uh, Chekhov's possession right yeah when the guy jumps in Oda and he's like damn what you do to your hair and then he gets pushed out I was like I told Amy I was like. Oh, so he's going to take over. But she's like, stop it. I was like, it's Chekhov's possession. Everyone knows this is coming. And then, but this is another weird turn though, right? Because they go for that emotionality. For him to use Chekhov's possession, when Oda lets him inhabit herself to just touch Molly. Yeah. I was like, that's a really weird, strange scene. But I loved it, right? Like Oda's hands, but his touch. Oh, yeah. The dancing. They, the camera yeah. pulls back and is in like ghost hovering mode. Uh-huh. I thought that was really beautiful. This gets to another thing I debated why I didn't like him having so much physical powers. Because at the end of the movie, we're both crying, right? It's it's sappy and it's just, you know, it's designed to do that to us. You know, I, yeah. I cry at everything. But Amy just looks at me and goes, he did everything for her. And all of a sudden the tears crawled back up into my <laughs> tear ducts. And I went, the fuck he did? I was like, this whole movie's because Patrick Swayze is such a selfish douche, right? Because here's what happens, right? So Oda could have gone back to jail for forgery, right? That must have been a really good fake ID. 
So he asked that of her right away. Doesn't let her keep the money that she almost gets killed for anyways. Here's the part that I don't understand and why I, you know Patrick Swayze is a selfish fuck, right? All he has to do is let the nuns cash that check and do absolutely nothing. And that Chad or Coral, whatever his name is, that guy's dead within a day. He's just dead. He's gone. What does he do? He has to push the chair and type his little Jack Torrance message. You're a murderer. It's Sam, 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 Sam. And then he immediately leads her right to the woman who can finger that Oda was at the bank. Yeah. And that is a really cool scene when he has these newfound powers and the Chad is just grabbing like, I'll cut her throat. And you're like, you fucking idiot. You already won. And because it's not enough, because you're, oh, you're fucking whatever his fucking name is. You're Big Patrick Swayze. You had to fucking type the message. And he almost gets Oda killed. He almost gets Demi Moore yep. killed. And then in knowing that they're about to get killed, he's like, oh, you called the cops? Cool. Let me get some dancing in instead of saving up my space ghost powers. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, you see, that was the fuck. other. See, that was the other thing, too, is it always frustrates me after because they because at some point, like him and Oda, like part ways. And then he goes back to Oda May's thing and like every dead person is sitting there like, hey, I got to talk to this person. And then he sees what happens when you possess a body like, hey, man, you yeah. know, that takes it out of you. It's not OK. Well, not only that, he's just like, uh, white privilege, white privilege. I'm going to cut the line. (laughs) He just cuts the line. Sorry, I'm white. I got to go to the front of the line. Oof, boy. There's a lot of white privilege in this movie. I know it's the afterlife, but let's maintain order. I kept turning. Throughout the entire movie, throughout the entire movie, I kept turning on Dre. I'm like, boy, these whites, they got a lot of problems. I tell you. I can't tell. Must be hard having that big ass apartment. Must be hard having that huge loft in Soho. Yeah, they kind of, well, that's what I told Amy, because she's like, oh, when he dances with her, I'm like, I'm like, we're getting into Wonder Woman 84 territory. Yeah, Again, we are. way less rapey. Yeah. Because Wonder Woman's just straight up, that's an assault, brother. I hate to break it to you. And this one, at least Oda's like, you can have my body. And I was like, that's actually just one makes of my me favorite. not super comfortable. The fact that he's like. Come dance with me. And it's like, that's really just her being puppeted. I mean, again, it's like her where she said, okay. But like, what if he was like, I got two minutes and just dove into her pottery wheel. Like, Un-okay. Oda didn't Not sign okay. up for that. That's actually one of my favorite parts of the movie is the first time he goes into Oda's thing while she's given the reading. He, he, she's like, are you white? You're white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's just like, there's an air of entitlement that I just, I can smell it. I can just, <laughs> it's so I smell it on you. You're a white guy. Like, oh, great. <laughs> Oh, smug. Yeah. Oh, Ugh. got it. Pinpoint. Got it. So I'm yeah. going to just. I'll tell you this too. Yeah. The, the ghost thing by the end, when he can start interacting, it opens up so many weird moments. Cause again, he's like, I want to touch her. It's like, well, can't you just do like ghost karate? Can't Oda be like, Hey, get prepared. And you can like ghost diddle at this point. You don't know the rules. It's like, this is weird. And then if you have a weird brain like mine, you start spinning out of control. What I thought was cool, though, they do add the scene where his teachers tell him, like, you know, focus all your emotions. Oh, yeah. What they hint at is that the longer he stays around and the more he interacts that way, 
he will become more ghost-like. Yeah, that was that was that guy loses his memory and he's just lashing out at the subway. That somehow Sam doing this is going to lead him to a bad place down the road. So that was really it. Still, it still works, but I I could have done without him being able to physically. Yeah. Start throwing haymakers. I like the exposed Swayze. I thought that was the best stuff. Of the I movie. really liked that beat where he like breaks open the, the mentor breaks open the uh, cigarette machine. He's like, oh, I'd give anything for another drag. And then he forgets it where he, like it's just like really terrifying, like Alzheimer's thing. It was very like, oof. it's scared. It's well, honestly it's like, like probably one of the scarier movies. Him in the is movie. just the what's in front of me impulse right now. Yeah. Because. Again, my wife was fooled into thinking that Patrick Swayze's here on a mission of love. I was like, all right, that might be how you see it. But I was like, I'm watching this. And I was like, this is every man action movie. This is about me. (laughs) Like Patrick Swayze is a completely selfish douche in this movie. And I was like, he got killed. It's okay to like slip a little bit. Like I understand, but I was like, I don't think this was like a great noble quest throughout. But uh, <laughs> um, I'll tell you something that I was not prepared for. I realize I have a giant hole in my my viewing uh, with Whoopi Goldberg's. Oh, longer. dude, she was so she's so good, awesome in this movie. Yeah, Oda Mae Brown is by far the best thing in this movie to me. Um, God, I couldn't get enough of Whoopi Goldberg on here. It was great. She's the incredible. Because the line I knew, I was like, oh, I'm so can't. Well, she's doing the fake. Uh, seance or whatever and she's like oh he's a handsome man and the lady's like really she's like in our father's kingdom we're all handsome handsome. it's like oh beautiful i didn't realize so we were i didn't realize my wife pointed this out she won an oscar for this i i thought she won an oscar for the color purple but she won the the oscar for best supporting actress for ghost did you know ghost got nominated for best picture that year I mean, if I'm being honest, it doesn't surprise me that like I assume this was going to be a lot more lifetime. It's it's really because this is the thing you get back to like the oh Patrick Swayze's like you know ghost boxing people. You're like that's not it. But the scene right when Demi Moore gets up, she's like, "Why are you doing this to me in the diner?" Right? She knows that this lady knows some shit. Why are you doing this to me? And she, you know, tell her I love her. Sam would never say that. Say ditto. And when she says ditto, you see Demi Moore go. And I was like, that's a master class in script writing, acting. It's just a flawless scene. And it is an emotional thunder punch, right? A ghost punch right to your dick. I was like, this, it's just as good as it gets. It is. So that's the weird thing is how many of those moments were. So this is the thing. I think I thought this would be not to just shit on another movie, but. I remember my mom bringing home Meet Joe Black. And if I'm not mistaken, that movie was so long, it was two VHSs. It was. It was three and, and a half And I remember hours just long, I watching it, just being like, I'm bored. I was like, I thought this had like a murder and ghosts. Like, oh my God. It's just a beautiful guy walking around being sad. Like, no. what the fuck? Well, yeah. It's and like, it, I just remember hating that. And also, I was probably like 10 when that came out. So. Not the right time to be watching Meet Joe Black. I was like a preteen, whatever. Right. And so I think I just assumed this would be Lifetime. It'd be like that. This movie is just a captivating thriller 
with an absolute deep emotional resonance uh romance and the comedy beats are fantastic yes i mean it's great it's not nearly as hilarious as brad pitt speaking patois in the middle of a hospital but (laughs) (laughs) maybe someday i'll let the uh, little black poorly drawn shadows drag me back to meet joe black maybe i'll love it now that i'm old and more saccharine i don't i don't know i remember hating that movie but Whoopi Goldberg is the secret weapon of this movie, man. She's yeah. one. She's emotionally resonant when she's speaking for Sam. Like it's honestly like it could be because it does. It does. It, there's great comedy bits in this. Like she has great bits. And she's those amazing. Those two are incredible because this movie for probably 30 minutes turns into this hilarious two hander. Honestly, like. When she gets dressed up to go to that whole scene where she gets dressed up to go to the bank is it's so good. Oh my God. It's so she good. She won't let go of the check to the nun. She's like, they can't even buy underwear. I was dying. I fucking die um, laughing every time she can't hand the check over. It's just brilliant. It's, Oh dude. I mean, she's great, but this is the other thing too. She's the only person in the movie with an arc. Yeah. Right. So she has an actual redemptive arc is that she was this snake oil salesman mm-hmm. bilking sad people out of their money. And then right. we still never know why Pusways is just drawn there, right? Well, uh, I she, know that she lives in the neighborhood of the killer, but he still chooses to walk in like he's got shit to figure out. So it's almost that the fates have brought him to her, right? Right. And he becomes this curse. And of course, he's like. I'm rich and white. I'll get what I want and sing shanties <laughs> until this poor lady interrupts her life to do what I want. But by the end, she she realizes she has a gift and right. she buys into the mission. Right? I don't. I mean, she has an actual arc. By the end of the movie, you see that she truly is helping someone. Well, remember, and you see because that's the scene that crushed me was when they're in the police station and they pull out her rap sheet. Yeah, because you're like just taking like twenty bucks here and there to do a seance. Everyone should know seances aren't real anyways. If you want to believe in that shit, how is that different than, you know, a pastor asking you to put 10% tithing in the pews, right? It's same the shit. same fucking thing. It's it's the same hit we're getting. Don't don't call it, you know, just because right. it's a different drug. It's the same shit. But when he pulls out Otis' file, right, they don't even look up Willie, you know, who actually is a murderer. They just immediately go to Oda, and you see this long list yeah. of crimes she's committed. And we know that it's real. Yeah. But in your heart, you start being like, man, she's never going to escape that. This could be the end of the Oda story right now. Right. And it made me well, so fucking sad. I mean, I didn't realize this time, too. Again, this is just I don't watch. I have the other times I watch this movie. I've never watched this closely. But apparently she's like a third generation. She has the gift and she's like yep. almost ignored it. That's what I that's what I always that's what I assumed was because she has the gift. That's why Sam's drawn there. It's less about happenstance and more about that. No, no other spirits were there until until she broke through until so in a way, maybe he was her until the white man colonized redemption. her uh, her shop. Oh, no. The white savior trap. Patrick Sway's specialty. Oh. oh no! Ghost is ruined. Don't worry, I'll fix everything. <laughs> Just ghost kicking down that. It's like, God damn, you're dead. Can't you leave me alone? <laughs> oh, oh, oh gross. Shit. No, but again, she has like 
She's just so good, man. Again, I, oh, awesome. I, she's, those two are so good together. She's so emotionally resonant with Molly. Like that, every interaction she has with Demi Moore in this movie could so quickly fall into parody. And it's just yeah. so, like the scene when the, the like right before kind of the climax of the movie, when she goes there, like right before she lets Sam take over her body. When they're like, just the moment where she's like, well, where is he right now? He's like, he's sitting right next to you. Like, those kinds of beats where she's just saying these kinds of matter-of-fact things. Just those kinds of moments are so, they're so punchy. Like, man, they just get you. But not only that, did you have any of the, like, I had those moments where I'm like, God, what would I say to Amy? Because he's like, remember I spilled a margarita on that sweater? And I was like damn, this guy really remembers some shit. Like, I don't know what, I was like, Ooh, I hope I could convince yeah, I Amy I would, it was me and not a devil. <laughs> I know. See, that's the other thing too, is like, what would I, I did think about like, what would I say to Andrea to like convince me and someone? Amy have like our, our little loving thing we say to each other. She'd mm. probably be like, she'd say something sweet and then expect like some fucking just horrible pun back and be like, Oh, it's him. Right. <laughs> I, I yeah, we were talking about weird stuff like that. I was like, I don't. Ugh. It's it's interesting, but see, this is the thing, right? This gets to the the thing again with the him being corporeal in a way. I thought him floating that penny was the big failure of the movie. Interesting. That moment fucking sucks, and I'll tell you why. Him telling her, "I spilt margarita on you," this and that, ditto. Those moments where she knows. That only he, the man that she loved, the soulmate, could know that stuff, right? Right. Those moments are great. And they work because, and especially that final one with the penny when she's seen the police file. This is when she has to believe when there's no sane reason to believe anymore. That love should triumph. By him floating that fucking stupid penny, <laughs> I was like, "Well, of course, now you fucking believe." Right? See that? I, I agree with you. Did. I was like, "That it's sucks. a big problem with the concept of love in this movie." Is if you love someone and the love is that strong, and this person is literally just like staying around, why are all these tiny little pieces of iconography that Odame keeps giving? Why is that not good enough for you? Why does it have to be that seeing? Why does it have to be that seeing is believing? As we learned from the movie The Santa Claus, believing is seeing. And that's... <laughs> sorry. Just thought I could go on the Santa Claus. But it, it, I agree with you. It, it, bo it bothers me that it takes yeah. that. Well, it's like if they just didn't believe in the, the concept and maybe they didn't believe in Demi Moore or Whoopi, but I was like, those were the... When Odame's hands slide into hers... But it looks like how Swayze would do it. Yep. I'm like, that's the scene. Like, I would have rather have seen Oda dancing with with Molly, right? Like, give us that. Like, stop, stop telling me that Sam is still here. Right. He's not. Even if he's helping, it's right? He's weird... trying to right a wrong, right? He's kind of the ghost writer bounty hunter. I'm here to fix this thing, right? Yeah. That's great. But at the end, when she can see him now, and, oh, he's going to heaven, and he gives her a kiss. I'm like, well, what did she fucking do to get this earth shattering proof that there's an afterlife? What she's now going to be like this massive cult leader? Like, what the fuck? Like, what did she do? Right. Like, it's, that's I mean, that that's the kind of shit where I was like, they just they cheapen it a little. They didn't believe disagree. in what they're doing. I, I, and again, again, I think the ending works really well in seeing him and 
him saying I'll miss you to Oda after Mo the fact that he talks to Oda last I thought that was a cool I like that too I think it's very I, I love that scene right because of the emotions it contains but you're like it is a cheapening of this really cool thing I like that Demi Moore's just wanting to because again it gets back to that we want to believe right? right and whether she believes or not doesn't fucking bring him back and just because she gets the ghost the ghost lip the ghost whap whatever it doesn't change the facts that he's fucking gone and she's still going to be dealing with the rollades the next right. day you i mean know what i mean but you knew you weren't going to get through the movie without seeing seeing him one more time they weren't not going to see each other one more time i but, know and i called all that but i was like come on but i will say I like that it doesn't just start with her magically being able to them being able to like I like that it begins with her being able to hear his voice. Like that at least that at least gives you that at least gives you a piece of what you're looking for. Yeah, Oda's the secret weapon because if it's Demi Moore that can see him and interact with him or hear him, mm -hmm. it doesn't work for me. No, no. Right? Not at all. She's like, maybe it's him, maybe it's a ghost, yeah. I don't know. And she becomes Has the to come from solver. Oda it doesn't work. Because, yeah, and there it plays on that weird, you know, like, oh, this lady's a criminal. She's, you know, you can't trust her. And at the end, that was the other thing I laughed. I'm like, you can't be shooting guns like that in a rich white person building. Yeah, come on. What like, is this? The cops would be there immediately. You can't be, shoot, you can't be shooting guns like that in a nice neighborhood. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Come on. The cops, the cops are literally I, just standing outside. By the way. I will say, but that's this movie always airs sappy. And I do think that's the right play. It is. Because when I when I saw Chekhov's possession, right, I was like, here we go. He's going to use that to possess Carl and throw himself off the roof or something, right? When he used it for a dance, I'm like, God, that's selfish as fuck. After you've <laughs> almost gotten these ladies killed. But again, it, it gets back to this. He's not some super smart, like, Green no, Beret. he's just... He's not Macaulay Culkin setting traps. He's just madly in love and he's like the chance to have fleeting joy for she's the last drag yeah and that's you know i i'm not i'm not i don't fault the movie for airing on the cheesy and romance you can't they have that to. is really what you have to buy for this movie to work i agree i mean that's where this movie that's where this movie does such amazing work is that and yeah there's a lot of it that's you know two guys like us who are quite cynical there's a lot of this movie that probably if we weren't considering this for the month of amor might not work for us but you have to commit to the bit and i think that's what ghost does better than any other movie like it is you really feel you really feel like this is true like that's i think the most important thing about the yeah. whole movie is that the love between these between these three characters eventually is so real yeah. and so visceral that of course it can cr transcend whatever afterlife there might be. It's the corniness and the cheesiness and all the stuff that normally we would like go Bleh, in a movie is absolutely beautiful in the con context of this. It's fascinating and it, because it shouldn't work and it totally does. That's, that's the magic of this movie altogether is that you're sitting there Watching these guys, watching these two, even when he's alive, watching them doing a pottery dance to Unchained Melody, you're like, this should not be working. And I'm like, just, I'm in. Like, why? Well, when you've got Swayze and Demi Moore, you can make wildly unsexy things sexy. I know. Like, and that's. Sure. But I mean, what I'll facet. say is the sexiness I figured would be there, right? Like, they're like steamy romance. But 
it's more what than I that. What I think is it funny. It transcends just Oh, it's steep. so much more. But that's what I'm saying. It transcends so steamy more. romance. Like, what if, like, if it was really, yeah. if it was really steamy romance, he would have just, like, shoved the clay pot aside and just, like, let's go. Let's, let's fook. Like, right. that would have been it. Yeah. Like, what well, it is do, is him. they do a MacGruber, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they do a MacGruber and he's just bending her over the bed, ghost right. plowing her. That might be steamy, but it's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just McGrubering. Yeah. <laughs> the second best ghost romance, McGruber and his wife. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh <laughs> I love how you just waited. You're like, I'll let him burn it out of his just, system. <laughs> just, I don't know. I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, the McGruber thing was hilarious as well. Yes. That was also how dare you <laughs> how dare you no i mean i think that's the thing right is demi moore and swayze really get that deep melancholy through the screen mm-hmm. and i'm i was amazed at how many genres it works across the horror scenes are great that final death is awesome awesome i mean both of those final deaths were really good right? yeah I mean, they probably could have drawn better ghosts. I, mean, I guess that's I love, I love the ghosts. I love how they're just like children's drawings of like scary ghosts. Well, they still scare the shit out of my wife to this day. So there is something visceral yeah. about them. I guess that would be, I mean, that would be scary as fuck if it happened. But yeah, it works on horror. It works in drama. The thriller aspect of him hunting down his own killer and trying to stop the money. Yeah. It just, it, it, it really works across the board. And I, I think that's just. It's a great movie. The writing and the acting, it, it keeps you totally invested in the people you're following. Um, and yeah, there's just, there's so much more going on. I thought it would just be, oh, that seems like a cool pitch, but then they would lifetime it. Not at all, man. Not at all. I mean, it's amazing what, and then all at the helm of, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, I did not know until today who the director of this movie was. Jerry Zucker. Jerry Zucker, best known for Airplane. Yeah. It's, this is the, I I mean, it's, that's amazing, man. Like, but. That's why it's funny too. That's why it's hilarious as well. That's where some great, great hijinks. And everyone in this movie just shows up and no one doesn't. There's no one in this movie who you feel like isn't understanding what's going on. Like. Sometimes when you're watching movies yeah. like this, you see there's at least one actor who goes, I'm not really buying it, but here I am. I'm getting paid, aren't I? <laughs> Every single person in this movie is buying what they're selling. Like, I, like, the, 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 when Tony Goldwyn is literally, like, when Carl's literally typing through trying to find all his, like, cleared accounts and shit, and he's just, like, sweating like a beast in the middle of the trade floor, and everyone's yeah. like, Carl, you're doing all right? He goes, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'd be like, that guy, I, the first thing I would be like is like, clearly you're not, and what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's, it, Wolf of Wall Street showed us that's just a Tuesday for those fellas. <laughs> it's true, I guess. It's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, the, I will always remember that. Oh, I spilled coffee. Let me pull my tits out. Oh, God. I was like getting out of my chair, like standing up, hands on the hips, like, are you fucking kidding me? yelling at my tv put your shirt back on i was, I was so i'll mad. tell you i was laughing hysterically when he came back when he comes into the apartment and sam's with him and he's just like 
like peanut gallery like the old guys from the muppet show every time tony goldwin says something it's like yeah right murderer <laughs> just like yucking it up i'm like why am i buying this old but selfish sam man yeah it was so no, good. i mean i don't know man the way i will remember this movie is the final the final little line right when sam says it's beautiful the love inside you take that with you man and i yep. i'll take a lot of love for this movie with me i i honestly am like i'll definitely watch this one again multiple times i might have waited a long time for the first one uh but i'm glad i kicked that door open man i i was shocked at how much i love this movie <laughs> I mean, I think tonight you're going to go to bed listening to Unchained Melody just on repeat over and over. I'm definitely going to be on my playing with my pottery for sure. But that's neither here nor there. That's it for Ghost. Uh, one more movie of a moor uh, coming up. Ex Machina. So join us for that. Oh, my God. I, my candle flared. Maybe there's a ghost in here trying to fucking signal me. Ooh, Holy shit. Did you see? My, my God. That's Maybe I'm just giving myself palpitations. That scared the shit out of me. All right, guys. <laughs> leave us a rating and review. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Phil Malcolmist. Social media, we're there. Find us. Email the show, philmalchemistpod at gmail.com. More than anything, thanks for spending apparently what little time I have left with us. If a ghost gets me, reach out. I'm here, I promise. I'm Josh Griffey. I'm Alex Dantino. <laughs> 